Welcome to Life is a Metaphor mini podcast where we explore the many metaphors that life has to offer. All right, so this one's about balance and I've done metaphors about it before because I it's so easy. I mean, we talk about the word balance and it means so many things, but like if we just talk about like what it would take to physically balance your body, you know, and so it's always easy to just um, refer to it like that where it's like, okay, when you're balancing across a tightrope or something, you know, or standing on one foot, you have energy pulling you to the right, energy pulling you to the left, energy pulling you forward, but you know, and you're you're pulling in between them. You have like a some you can do both. <laughs> you pull you, you like unify them. You take the energy that's pulling you to the right and the energy that's pulling you to the left and you kind of like pull them in center. Um anyway, that's just that's not exactly the point. That's just kind of the review so that we can like kick off where this goes now because there was a new book that I was reading that had to do with emotional maturity. And, you know, it's just kind of surprising that here's this book about emotional maturity. And I think most people would be like, all right, sure. Yeah. Emotional maturity. That sounds boring. I know all about that. Um, or like, it's obvious what's emotionally mature and not because they think that, you know, some adult having a temper tantrum versus, you know, someone who can carry on in society and get things done and be successful. They're obviously emotionally mature, but no, it's, I mean, it's really not something that I feel most people stop and remind themselves what is emotional maturity and what is involved, you know, and not a lot of people do have it. I mean, not a majority. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe it is 50-50. I would love to think so. But, you know, it's it's there's still plenty of people that you encounter on a daily basis that are operating just fine, I guess, in the world, um, but that do not have emotional maturity. And I don't think that they really even have the markers for understanding what would be, uh, what, what are we going for? You know, in life, we kind of know what is a mature place to get in terms of our productivity or maybe like our earning potential or being able to take care of ourselves, um, certain capabilities in life, management skills. We have these ideas of what makes that mature or not. But I don't know if we really check in with like emotional maturity that is outside of physical maturity or financial maturity or even just life skills maturity. Um, it's a different thing, but it's really important. And um, yeah, the book had a things to say that I was like, oh yeah, like good point. Like I hadn't thought of it like that, but like good point. Um, and a lot of them boiled down to balance. Like I was noticing on a lot of the ones that I was just like, oh yeah, it is the act of balancing. It is the act of like drawing things to center. And, and that doesn't always mean like, you know, Sometimes people think balance means having a little bit of each pole and just like tasting a little bit of that flavor and a little bit of that flavor, a little salty, a little sweet. Sure. I mean, that's one way to look at it, but it's actually more about like pulling them together, the poles, not just like sampling either pole because... Uh, that still happens in this like singular way where you do this sometimes and then you do this sometimes. No, because those are, it's when you're doing both at the same time, you know, not just this sometimes and this sometimes, um, because it still gives you that ability to uh, polarize in, even in that small moment. Like it, it just makes you single-minded. Let's put it that way. Single-minded in your endeavor to like do this sometimes and this sometimes. And I'm not saying that that isn't a part of what has to happen in life and that it's not a part of what balance means. But I'm saying 
This book was talking about several things that had to do with the balance that happens more on a tightrope where you're pulling, you're integrating them both and pulling them into center. You're doing both at the same time. You're going left and right <laughs> at the same time. You're being pulled and, bo- and you're pulling them together. So some examples. One element of emotional maturity that was listed was being able to think and feel at the same time. You know, which is like, yeah, think and feel at the same time. (laughs) You know, that's balance. That's like that heightened place of like being able to integrate the two things and um, do something awesome or kind of miraculous, which is like seeing somebody walk on a tightrope. But it also creates like stability. I mean, if somebody is able to pull left and right forces together and like create such a balance, I mean, this is a very stable physical person. You know, you could probably do balancing tricks on them and they would be really good at that because they have good balance. They physically know how to do that. And and this was the point in the emotional maturity discussion. If someone is able to think and feel at the same time, it doesn't go like all my thoughts are wiped away because I'm feeling something right now and I can't really think straight. Or I am in a deep state of thinking and like getting work done and in a productive mode. And so I notice nothing about my feelings or anyone else's because I'm thinking, I'm in thinking mode. Um, It doesn't go either or. Like an emotionally mature person, according to this, uh, you know, psychologist who has done years and years and years of research and is pulling things together and writing this book about it, which I really liked. It was like, wow, I love I love that point. Um, thinking and feeling at the same time. You can be feeling something and still think through the scenario and do what is rationally required, or you can think through how you're feeling and like have the ability to communicate that to another. I mean, I could use that as a separate example. A separate example. I can think while communicating, think and communicate at the same time, or feel and communicate at the same time. Uh, You know, communication is kind of that third point. But I think, you know, thinking and feeling at the same time kind of says enough, uh, because you need to be able to do both at the same time uh, to be emotionally mature, to be solid and capable and secure kind of being that, you know, somebody could really trust and find like a solid and anchoring presence in that felt mature, you know? Uh, So that was one. Another one was um, being able to have genuine curiosity about another person and at the same time be interested in expressing or sharing yourself. And again, I think at the same time matters, you know, because, and I understand that like, you know, you can't sit and talk on top of each other. So there does have to be some turn taking. But I think sometimes it's either we're in the mode of being curious about others or we're in the mode of wanting someone to see us. And it does get a little divided. But like if we're kind of in that, I really am motivated to share with you. And I'm so fascinated with seeing who you are. I think honestly, a lot of people just struggle to have real, genuine curiosity in another person rather than sort of fantasy-like sort of uh, projections about a person. Like, oh my God, this person's going to be awesome. My whole life is going to be great. We're going to be perfect. You know, like the way that you kind of put someone in a role or a fantasy place where you think that they're the answer to your problems in a way. 
sure, that might seem like interest, but there is definitely a subtle difference there, and it's it's pretty important. <laughs> and you can see how in a conflict this also matters because you are needing to really be curious or want to listen and hear so that you can understand what is going on for the other person at the same time that you are expressing and wanting to share with them what's going on for you or how it was going for you or, you know, your perspective, your side of it. And if somebody can really pull that balance in together and have that both at the same time, right, and left forces and pull them into center, it is really grounding. It's like a mature, emotionally mature and stabilizing effect on even just how the conflict is handled. And another one was not taking things too personally. Uh, That was a sign of emotional maturity. And I think that one has to do with balance as well, because it's about being able to be in a moment and have the understanding of, you know, self-love and self-security in your one hand (laughs) and in your other hand, like hear uh, what is really upsetting the other person and like hear it about them. Like they are saying these things right now because they really need to, you know, this is what their experience was like. And it doesn't have to mean that it's your experience or that it's ultimate truth. You know, you can have the understanding of holding their reality and that it's like totally valid and you're interested to hear it. And maybe, you know, you can hear the criticism in it too, that like, oh, yikes, you really did something that, you know, hurt their feelings or that they're not fine with. And you can take that in and also keep your own self-love and um, assured stance and even reality. You know, you can kind of keep reality in your mind too, that like it isn't the end of the world and it doesn't mean I'm a horrible person. And also that's not even what they're saying. Or I know I love myself and I'm still secure in me. Uh, you know, all of those types of things to where it doesn't have to be this giant personal affront. You're not taking things personally like everything is um, kind of out to get you because that doesn't keep realism or just like the reality of all the other forces in the world in balance. Uh, So you can value their opinion and also value yourself at the same time. Uh, That's definitely kind of how I see the balance playing in there. Another sign of emotional maturity was that you both do things for others and allow them to do things for you. And there was clarification on this too, but, but I mean, even that one, that's a basic way to describe it. And that's already difficult enough. You know, usually you find a person who sees it as a form of love to give lots or sees it as a form of love to have others show their love lots. So they're like receiving lots, you know, and um, that's kind of where they uh, need to feel love. Uh, and so they we sort of polarize, but it's like a sign of emotional maturity is someone who understands how to kind of draw. I mean, you can also talk about it in terms of drawing a boundary of like, hey, this is going to be a relationship. And this is actually another sign of emotional maturity was, you know, mutuality and um, reciprocity in the sense that like, here we are in this relationship and you don't let things go too far in one way or the other. You don't spend, you know, all of your energy being the primary caretaker of the relationship who's like managing and directing the relationship and the other person would never bring anything up. So you are always having to bring it up, you know, like that kind of stuff that does, that's, 
not representing mutuality or reciprocity. And so you kind of are at this place where you're saying, okay, then this is kind of a boundary. It's like, I will walk halfway across and then I will ask you at the same time to walk halfway across. So I'm both giving and asking in equal measure at the same time. And that's that pulling in of the balance. Um, and, you know, the, the author did say very literally that it does have to do with being just as comfortable helping and offering your help to another person as you are asking for help and saying, hi, and now I would like to have you help me with this stuff. Can you please help me? Um, you know, and, and I think sometimes we aren't doing those both. We're not able to pull those two forces in and have that be something that we can really not polarize on and, and kind of have one mode or the other as our primary or dominant one. And then feel comfortable too asking for the help, like justified in a way, like because of mutuality and because of the fact that in your emotional maturity, you really and truly see just sort of the truth of how mutuality and reciprocity actually is. Uh, You know, it's like here we are in this relationship and what we've done is we've agreed to be mutual and uh, reciprocal. And therefore, yes, I absolutely willingly offer my help and then willingly ask for it too. And we balance that out and everything is mutual. And yeah, all all of those concepts like go back to balance for me. And it's that balance in the same moment, not like that balance that happens where you like do this one and then you change gears and turn to the other one. And, do, you know, but it's like it, it to me, it's kind of it pull, like pulling them in at the same moment into that center point. Another thing that was mentioned was about an emotionally mature person is interested in true resolution and not just having things go their way. Like it, by contrast, an emotionally immature person, the way that a fight can end for them or any conflict should end in their mind, or like, you know, the only solution for that is to like have the other person do what they want. But that isn't the case for an emotionally mature person because they are truly interested in resolution that includes them getting what they want and the other person getting what they want. Truly, at the same time, they want that. That's what they're going for. And it's a true desire. Um, and therefore, you know, it makes a resolution like that word becomes appropriate because it, you actually can resolve it. And the author spent some time talking about how people's opinion of compromise or like what they define compromise as can tell you a lot about this, you know, because a lot of people, and she, you know, has seen. Um, clients for years. Um, and she said, you know, she can always tell when someone comes in and they they have been dealing with maybe an emotionally uh, immature partner or they are emotionally immature because they tend to say things about like compromise means that nobody actually gets what they really want or nobody actually gets just what they want. And they kind of see it that way in the negative. Whereas someone who's emotionally mature thinks that compromise, you do get what you want and compromise. You get even more of what you want because what you truly want is to be able to express the things that you would prefer and have those things if possible, but have them in such a way that the other person 
gets what they want from it too. Like that's what you ultimately want. So you don't think of compromise as this thing where you don't exactly get what you want, but you just have to do it because it's compromise. You don't ever get what you want. You know, um, instead it's like, no, compromise is the thing where you do get what you want. It's not a forfeiting of anything or a sacrifice of any kind. Compromise is enjoyable. It's not something that's like, all right, you know, I mean, it's not that it's everybody does truly get what they want in a compromise because that person, any given person in the compromise that is emotionally mature wants the other person to have it too. There is joy in the other person getting what they want and you getting what you want. And it's nothing. It's absolutely nothing to rearrange how that looks for you because you're going to work it out and talk it through to make sure like together mutually in this mutuality, you know, so that like you do get the main thing that you want, even if you have to adjust what it looks like and the other person gets what they wanted too, you know, and you guys are going to like adjust what it looks like until both of those things are possible. And then you come away truly being able to say that you got what you wanted and you did. And it didn't feel like some sort of sacrifice um, or sort of, you know, giving up of anything in particular at all. Uh, So yeah, no forfeit or anything. And that looks like balance to me too, because it's that thing of in the same moment, wanting your thing and wanting the other person to have their thing too in equal measure. You want them both equally in the same moment and therefore it gives a whole new definition to compromise and it does make it possible for real resolution to happen. And these things, I mean, just as a disclaimer, like these things are not, I mean, just about some romantic relationships. These are about anything, business, relationship with your parents, friends, like just anything. And they were really interesting to me. And they did all point back to balance in this way that I thought, you know what? You know, I see that tightrope walking thing here in everything that she has said. And I really feel like some great points were raised that I don't know if people even notice the nuances, the little differences between, you know, oh, marriage always includes a compromise and sometimes you don't get what you want. And that's just how it has to be because some, you know, and it, that's, that's a, a different thing than I compromise all the time in my life or in my, you know, and I, always get what I want. And so does the other person, because what I want is for us to both get what we want. And like, it looks different than how I first presented it, but I don't care. That's nothing. No sweat off my back at all. I totally got what I wanted. Um, that's a different thing. And so anyway, I mean, just using that as an example, um, that I loved, I loved the points made in this book. Um, it was called adult children of emotionally immature parents. And so it did have a component that was all about, you know, how, your parents might have framed this for you. But I thought, I mean, that part was very interesting to me too, but I thought that there was a lot of value for any person, whether or not their parents were emotionally immature or not, just to kind of review what is an emotionally mature person. I feel like everybody could use a review (laughs) anyway. And then it like really kind of reverberated this like balance, balance, balance over and over. Um, And I love that topic. You know, I have talked about it many times. So I just kind of brought this particular thread and wanted to weave it back into the little balance tapestry that we've all been, or that I have on these podcasts and you, I guess, listening have been a part of, uh, you know, weaving. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas and deepening in any way that I can. I find it brings connection back. 
It enlivens you, especially if you're using real play and games to do it. So come and check out all the games and stuff that we've got going on at bringconnectionback.com.